Hey there, I'm Pastor Jamie. This is Ask at Cornerstone Church. A couple of good questions this episode, including uh, the whole idea of being accountable to our actions when we meet the Lord. So you'll want to tune in on this episode of Ask. Welcome to the Ask series, where Pastor Jamie answers your questions about God, the Bible, and your life. You can submit a question from our website, cornerstonebv.org, by going on our Facebook page, Cornerstone BV, or on Twitter, at CornerstoneBVMA. Remember, if you don't ask, you won't get an answer. Welcome back. Uh, here we are, Cornerstone. This is where we answer questions that you ask. You go to cornerstonebv.org, media page, ask. You can just put in your question. If you have a question, most likely, unless you're just completely crazy and we still love you, other people have the question too. Uh, even if you are crazy, a lot of us are too. So uh, chances are you think I'm the only one that wants to know that. Um, others do as well. So please ask, Bible, faith, life, etc. Um, so we have a couple on tap here this week for you. Um, in this first, it, it says it this way. It is said that when we meet the Lord, we will be accountable for our words and actions. Yes. Does that include our sins? If so, it is written that the Lord forgets our sins once we repent and ask for forgiveness of those sins. So what gives? I quote. I like that. Um, okay, so uh, it absolutely. It, again, let's, let's just be clear. When you, when you seek the Lord for forgiveness on the basis of Jesus Christ, and, and, I, and I know who asked this question was assuming that, but I just want to make sure for those watching this that it isn't just a general, hey, God, will you forgive me? There's a reason, like we talked about last week, there's a reason why God forgives you, and it's because Christ has paid your debt, your sin debt in full. When he died for you, he literally, see, the punishment of sin is death, the Bible teaches us. That's when death came in. So all of us are destined to die because we've all sinned. So why did Christ die? He died for you. He wouldn't have died because he didn't sin, but he died purposefully and willingly for you, for me. And so when we trust in Christ's provision, the blood that he shed for us, then we are forgiven and God does forgive our sins and these will not be held against us. Again, like I said last week, because that would make God unjust. It would be double jeopardy, right? He's already paid in full. So he's not going to ask for us to pay again. So he's not, we're not not forgiven, right? So then the Bible does speak of this other sort of being held accountable, which is as you asked, right? Romans 14, 10 to 12, I won't give you the whole thing, but it's basically um, uh, summarize that we all stand before God's judgment seat, right? We're going to give ourselves uh, and we're going to be held accountable to God. Uh, then 2 Corinthians 5.10, if you want to look up that reference, we must all appear bef uh, before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due uh, us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad, right? So it's clear that it, with these contexts, right, that there is going to be a held account, right? Okay, what did you do? The parable of the talents, like what, what did you do with what I gave you? Um, and this is not the same thing as judgment of sin that's already taken place on Christ if you're a Christian. And so uh, he's not going to, uh, you got to, like I talked about last week, got to look at it differently than um, emotional. It is a legal term. You are forgiven and God will not hold that against you. However, he, we will have our life examined. What did you do? What didn't you do? Um, and there, you know, will there be a loss? It's, it's really hard because there's just not a ton of biblical information of what that's going to look like. 
And how can there be loss in eternity? I don't think there's loss. I just think there's great gain for those who really, really uh, uh, followed the Lord Jesus. And the more you did with what he gave you, the more, as the parable teaches us, will be given to you in in eternity. I think we're all filled up in heaven. It's just how much capacity um, is based on how we follow the Lord in this lifetime. And, And so... Uh, it isn't about, you know, God saying you're not forgiven anymore. It is saying, hey, you didn't, th- there is something that you didn't do, an opportunity that you had that you didn't do. And we're taught this not to feel this great sense of guilt, but to give us motivation. If you're a Christian, you should want, when you stand before the Lord, to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, not, man, smell of hell is on you, but you are forgiven because of Christ. You don't want that, right? Either way, you're going to be forgiven. You're going to be in eternity. That's awesome because it's all by the grace of God. But there is that element of motivation that we should want to more and more give our lives over to the eternal things, right? Hopefully that helps. Uh, If not, let me know. I'm sure you will. Uh, Second and last, another uh, good question uh, about angels. We've had some of those last, uh, I don't know, a couple months. Um, What are seraphim and cherubim? Right? So these are uh, descriptions of kinds of angels um, in, in Scripture. Right? So seraphim, there's a little bit less. Really the only place we see clearly that word, which means fiery or burning ones, um, is in Isaiah 6 in the call actually for Isaiah to be uh, a prophet. You see him in his vision. Um, they have six wings. Two wings cover their faces. Uh, two cover their feet. Uh, and two with... And with two, they were flying, right? So two, two wings are, are actually flying. So they, they basically do one thing, right? They bring praise and honor to God who deserves it continually. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with their glory, with his glory. Um, and so uh, this is really all we're told about them. So I wish I could give you more, but I'm not going to make up some vision that I had. Uh, cherubim, a little bit more. The first place we see them is in Genesis 3. You remember when uh, Adam and Eve are kicked out of the garden? They're left uh, at the gates to keep people out, right? That was cherubim. Um, and, and also we see in Ezekiel, uh, Exodus, First Chronicles, even Hebrews. And it seems like... Um, they're not mentioned, but described in Revelation 8. Um, and and, and they, they, they seem to also, similar to seraphim, they serve the purpose of magnifying in glory, uh, the power and glory of God. It's their main responsibility throughout the, the, the Bible. They praise God. Um, they serve as a visible reminder of his holiness and his majesty and his glory and his abiding presence with his people, which is also very important. Um, so I wish I could give you more there. All we really have, just like whenever we've talked on Ask about angels, is we don't really have verses that go into detail about angels. They're just described, right? So they're doing stuff. And we're like, oh, okay, well, all right, I guess that's what they do. But we're not told if they do other things or don't do other things. Uh, we're just told in the narrative, this is what the seraphim are doing, this is what the cherubim are doing. And that's all really the information we know. They're angels. They're created to bring praise and glory to God. And, and they really fill that function and role. And I believe we will see them someday around the throne of God. So, great. Hopefully that helps. If not, I don't know. Ask someone that's maybe seen an angel more up close than me. All right, ask your questions, cornerstonebv.org. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at church, one of our three services this weekend. If you don't have a church home or you haven't been to church in a long time, please come check us out. We would love to meet you. This has been Pastor Jamie, Ask, 
Keep asking, we'll keep answering. That's coming along. I like that tagline. See you next week. Thank you for listening to our Ask series. We hope it has blessed your life. You can submit a question from our website, cornerstonebv.org, by going on our Facebook page, CornerstoneBV, or on Twitter, at CornerstoneBVMA. Remember, if you don't ask, you won't get an answer. You are welcome to join us on a Sunday morning at either 9 or 11. We are a gospel-centered church where our lives are transformed by the power of God's Word.